0: Before I get started, I wanted to take a quick second to talk about my sponsor, PalomaVerdeCBD.com. New website. They changed everything up. It's an awesome, awesome new website. Go check it out. Very user-friendly. Got everything that the old one had. Just uh, a new layout and a new setup. Also, be sure to use the promo code FACTS whenever you check out. They get you 25% off your order. I love Paloma Verde CBD. Uh, I use the gummies and the tincture. It helps me mellow out. It helps me rest and sleep during the day. I'm, I am very much a up and going kind of person. And if the sun's up, I'm up and working a night shift, that sucks. So these help kind of mellow me out, calm me down, uh, get me where I can, you know, lay down, take a nap. They also have a south. My wife had a, a major back surgery when she was younger and she has some shoulder and back issues. And she has said that the south is the only thing that makes her feel better When she puts that on her shoulders, everything is better. She can actually move, she's not stiff. So go check them out. Carlos and Vanessa over at uh, PalomaverdeCBD.com. Use the promo code FACTS and get 25% off your order. This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This Podcast. All right, fact check this podcast episode 67, and as I have mentioned in the past, uh, like on the last episode, we have a full-on farm, and obviously there's a goat right outside that will not shut up, so you're going to get all of the full farm sounds today with Trixie, the super attention whore goat that if she hears somebody talking in her vicinity, she sits out there and yells until you come rubber because she loves attention. She thinks she is a lap dog, even though she is a small goat. So here we are. You'll probably also hear chickens and there's a cat running around out that window somewhere. And there's also dogs in the neighborhood so like I'm not I'm not even trying to dole out the ambient noise today. We're just gonna run with it full full tilt and whatever. Uh, I, I uh, I've lost the will to fight all of the sounds that go on around this house. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna embrace it and love it or not, but whatever. And I'm gonna go ahead and just like, I'm gonna go ahead and just totally, uh, announce like some of the stuff that I was working on Friday and, and over the weekend, because who are we kidding? There are like 10 of you that actually pay attention to this, so it's not, uh. Not like some huge spoiler type thing to to talk about this stuff. But on the one hand, I had met and spoken to Shane Hazel at the uh, Mises Bash in, or in Pittsburgh when uh, we were up there for the LPPA convention and everything. And what he and I had talked about was doing a show geared towards kids. Uh, my kids listen to a lot of the different podcasts that I listen to just because I'll listen to that stuff sitting around the breakfast table in the mornings and they listen with me and they have become sort of engaged in libertarian ideas and stuff like that. And, and so it's, uh, it kind of opened up doors to discuss politics and world events and stuff of that nature. And talking to John Odermatt at the, at the Mises bash, he, uh, he asked about you know about talking about that stuff with his with my kids because he's also talking about that sort of stuff with his daughter and like with the mass and and stuff like that and Shane has kids who are in a similar age range and you know he's run for public office and is a like a, a mainstream public figure as, as far as libertarian uh, candidates and stuff like that goes so. We were discussing, we're going to get together, and the goal is to put together a show. Uh, I think the initially, anyways, it'll be a monthly show, but a show where we get kids of Libertarians to interview Libertarian podcasters and Libertarian figures. So, for instance, say my kids would talk to Shane and ask him questions about running for office as a libertarian about his time in the military, stuff like that, like finding out his perspectives and perspectives and takes on stuff and then have Shane's kids talk to John, have John's daughter talk to Dave Smith or someone like the goal that I kind of have for it. And if it all works out right, could really be a, a huge thing is to, because we all, we almost all have kids and our generation is going to lay the foundation for them to take it to the next level. Like, we're, we're just building towards freedom and liberty in our time. But we're, we're all young enough that we will get to see our children take the reins and do this stuff. And, and actually be a part of it. So, you know, now is the time to start teaching them and coaching them and having them learn and ask these questions and find out about it because as they get older, they're just going to get more indoctrinated by the way mainstream media and everything else behaves and operates, especially like, like my kids are in public school. I would love to take them out of public school and homeschool, but that's not an option right at this moment. So, you know, until, until the situation changes, I'm kind of stuck with what it is. And so we have to be the education points and help them learn what is and isn't factual and get these ideas. So, so, so you know, the idea is to put together a show that builds that platform. And it's going to be, well, the intent is for it to be kid content, not adult content. Like, <clears throat> I think that'll be the biggest challenge is getting the podcasters involved to not cuss all the time. <laughs> so, so that's, that'll be the trick, but you know, we're going to work on that and, and we'll see how it goes. I, I've also, uh, I've got top lobster working on some graphic graphics for it. Uh, the, and I'm really excited. He and I had a conversation on Friday about putting that together. Plus some other stuff with collaborating and trying to kind of, uh, Consolidate our talents into getting more work with libertarian podcasters and libertarian content makers to uh, to provide them services as far as getting their content out there, expanding their social media, getting good uh, graphics and designs and stuff out to really showcase and promote. Uh, so so we're working on that kind of stuff too. And then I also had a call yesterday uh, on Saturday. Um, where I'm gonna start picking up some work for a lady who runs a nonprofit that's geared towards children or uh, the the parents and families of uh, that have had children die, and like her her nonprofit it's called Andy's Mom, and her nonprofit is just awesome. And her I've listened to a few of her shows. The podcasts are awesome, and so she does stuff that is completely non political and just like reaches out to people in their most desperate need uh, when they've gone through like something really traumatically awful. And getting to getting to expand uh, the stuff that I do to work with somebody like that is really a, an incredible opportunity. And it, it really kind of grounds me a little bit in like the political stuff is important to me, but there's a lot of stuff out there that isn't like legitimately important to everybody, especially people in their hardest times and in their deepest need. And we can create content and work for and with those people to, to promote stuff that's actually important in the world, not just, you know, political bickerings and bitchings. And like, that, that's really exciting for me so so that's a little bit of a recap of what i've had going on this weekend and uh some stuff that's coming down the pipe and hopefully is going to be really big and really cool and and not only give you know me an opportunity to kind of stretch my wings a little bit and and do some different stuff but also to help grow these different movements and like actually promote good things in the world and not just uh Shit post and rant and rave. So that's what I got going on. Hopefully, all of that is kind of exciting uh, news, uh, especially the like I think for the people who listen to my show for the political stuff, the thing with Shane and doing something geared towards kids, like I, I feel like that's going to be the like something that's really, really important moving forward and could really be huge and have a have a a significant impact so so that's kind of the the big wrap on all of the what's going on coming forward with the fact check this podcast and my life in general and and which the the kids show will not be incorporated with this show it'll be something entirely its own but you know that's uh that's where i am with things i've got going on right now but moving on to actual uh, like current events and stuff that's going on in the news, there's been a, a bunch of stuff coming out of Arizona where the the Arizona election stuff is going to get audited, and the left wing media is just losing their fucking minds about it. There's also stuff coming out of Georgia where uh, independent. Investigators are going to be allowed to audit the Fulton County elections and look at all the mail-in ballots because there were, yeah, you know, there were the allegations of like literal pallets of boxes being brought or uh, boxes of ballots being brought in, and and you know a lot of s- supposedly shady stuff going on with all of that, and so they're they're going to allow uh, third-party like independent auditors to investigate all of those ballots every mail-in ballot is on the table for being investigated and looked at so so it's going to be really interesting and like it's it's hilarious how upset the mainstream media is about this because we're just supposed to trust that everything was above board everything was above board there was nothing shady about this like The same media that claimed for four years that Donald Trump stole the election from Hillary and Trump wasn't the real president and blah, 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 and all this bullshit. Well, now when the same thing happens in the other direction and there was legitimate, like with Trump, the biggest argument was that the elect, the electoral college should be done away with. It wasn't. That there was election fraud, it wasn't that there was anything shady there, and like the way it all broke down, there wasn't anything like that. This twenty twenty election, like there were a lot of things in a lot of different parts of the country that went really, really screwy all at once. Like these things don't happen without it being a coordinated effort. Like it's just the statistical odds of it are slim to none, and. It makes even the even the most crazy conspiracy theorist look like they might be onto something. So, so now to have this stuff up for review, which is a part of the democratic process and should be, and like as they you know as people have said before about other stuff, as people on the left have said plenty of times about plenty of stuff. If there's nothing to hide, what are you worried about? Except that they know they know that some shady shit went down and they're afraid that it's gonna be revealed. And even if it is, it doesn't matter. Like I don't know that anything legitimately I don't know that anything legitimately illegal happened in the election. And I'm not saying that it did. And honestly, I don't give two shits one way or the other. Like it doesn't matter. The, the overall outcome of whether Trump or Biden won, it doesn't fucking matter. But if there is corruption in the system, I want it to be brought squarely into the limelight. And I want everybody to see it because I don't trust the system. And I don't think anybody else should ever trust the system. Like it is total bullshit. And so... The more that we can do to break that down and to just destroy public trust in the system, the more quickly we can get away from putting on this charade of uh, democracy is somehow working for us. Democracy is a complete fucking failure in every way. And it every time a, a democratic society has been founded, it has ultimately ended the same way. And usually it happens in about the timeline of where we are in American politics. So, you know, the 250 to 300 year range is when things typically start to deteriorate and fall apart and you see it crumble and collapse. Here we are, right? So it makes sense. Like we've we've run the life cycle of democracy and it's time for it to collapse and fail. And I'm I'm excited about that. I really am. Which may seem crazy, but I mean, it's, you know, it is a incestuous system that breeds corruption and greed. And the longer it goes, the more incestuous it becomes, the more corrupt and filled with greed it becomes, and it stops being about the people and starts being about those people at the top the rulers and the ruled and that's where we are i mean that's that's where we've been for 40 years more or less but but it's really it's really started to show its head in the last 20 so like it needs to die it just needs to die it's time and i'm happy about that let's let's do it but at the same time, you also get to look at news articles that talk about like how Kamala Harris keeps track of reporters who are 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 not uh, respectful or friendly towards her her lived experience. Bitch, your lived experience is basically a crock of shit. And there was some uh, like all of the public personas that she puts on; it doesn't match who she is in real life. It doesn't match who she is as an actual politician. It doesn't match who she was as a DA. And like, like everything about her is this just horrible, conniving fucking bitch of a thing. And then she puts on this public image. Like that's not her, but like, all you have to do is look at the record. And it's the same with Joe Biden. Like, Like Joe Biden has he's a pathological liar he lies at every turn like all they need to do and and they do it they do it (laughs) they do it fairly frequently actually and it just doesn't get uh it doesn't get a lot of mainstream publication because why would it but they'll fact check him independent uh news sites and stuff like that will fact check joe biden fairly regularly and just about everything that comes out of his mouth is just complete and total bullshit. Uh like there may be some minuscule crumb of truth to something he said, but then the way he'll twist it and turn it and and uh go on about it it it's just total shit. Then like that's that's everything from his life story, like all of his, you know, experiences and family and his history and all of that stuff like most of that is Complete horseshit, and the way he talks about uh, policy and and governing and bills and laws and all of the like all of the things that he claims to care about, he does not give a fucking shit about any of that stuff. And you can see it in the bills that he's put forward. I mean, the bills that he's voted for, the things that he's supported, the things he stood against. It's all a show. It's all just this. Facade that's put on to make people believe shit, and the problem, the real problem that we have with all of this political theater, because that's all it is. Like politics is just theater. It's if it, if you haven't figured, out the, there's the like the best meme of the year has been the uh, it's a remember when the when the the WWF and you know professional wrestling came out and it was revealed that the whole thing was staged and scripted and it was all just a show and that it was fake and nobody gave a shit and their ratings just kept getting better if nothing else and that's where we are with the mainstream media and politics like that's the problem is we are a culture of complete fucking morons and the reason we're a culture of complete fucking morons is because the educational system has failed. Which brings me to that topic. So schools have come back uh, to some capacity or another across the country. Like in some places it's more open than in others, but you know, to some extent, everything has kind of come back in one way or another. Well, some of these schools are getting ready to start doing their testing for students at at the end of the school year. But a lot of them aren't. They're going to opt out. Or they're going to give a different type of test, and they're not going to actually uh, see what the kids are learning and what they're getting out of this education. So they're going to... They're going to hide the impact of uh, of the lockdowns and the so or the online learning and all of this bullshit. They're they're going to gloss over that and they're going to cover it up by not testing or not testing the right things or not actually scoring the tests in the right way. Like they're going to manipulate it so that you don't get the full effect. You don't get to actually see how they have just destroyed the educational system. Like, for as terrible as I think the educational system is, it at least serves some purpose to teach kids some things. I may not like the way they teach it. I might not like necessarily the exact content that is being taught, but they are at least moving in a specific direction educationally. And... Over the last year, they have just completely stopped all of that for no more reason than that was the narrative that was driven. Because kids, like high school, college, or you know, high school, uh, junior high, elementary age kids, were the least susceptible to COVID, and yet they shut all the schools down. And when they did open the schools back up, they did all this dumb bullshit that is not healthy for kids like not good for their psyches. They, it is plenty of other people have said it. It is normalizing child abuse. And I fucking hate it. Uh, I've taken my son to a number of places. We went to the Mises event, uh, the Mises Institute event in Birmingham. And we didn't wear masks anywhere. I, I don't wear a mask. I wear one at work because I need a job and if if I can get this this uh little business going doing the doing work for podcasters, I might not need that job anymore, and then I don't have to deal with it anymore but for the time being, I don't make anywhere even remotely close to enough money to support myself doing this sort of stuff so I have a job and I have a very good job and it, it pays well I, I I want for nothing and a requirement of the job is that we have to wear masks. So I wear one at work. I literally walk up to the door, put it on, and then I enter the door. And then I have my finger looped around the, the loop that goes around my ear. And as soon as the door is open for me to go out, that fucker's coming off. I do not wear it any more than is absolutely required of me. And my kids don't wear masks either. I got I actively discourage that at all turns. Do not wear a mask around me. And so, like I said, my son and I have gone to a number of different events and different stuff, and we never wear masks. And he is always terrified that there are going to be pictures of him not wearing a mask, and his mom's going to see him, and she's going to freak out and and get mad at him, and he's going to get in trouble. Like that. That infuriates me. That is absolutely fucking ridiculous. He's a healthy 12-year-old boy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with him, and there's no reason. When I had COVID, uh, as I talk, I've talked, i talked about it before, Like I'm 100% positive that that's what it was, but I, I haven't done the antibody test, so I don't know. But when I had it and spent my week laying in the living room on the couch, uh, we, we we told the kids to stay away because I was sick. We didn't want them to get sick with whatever I had. Well, my son's not exactly the brightest bulb in the box, and every day, I would I would be taking a nap around that time in the afternoon as the kids get out of school, and I would wake up from my nap, and his little would be sitting right next to me on the couch. He never got sick. Nothing was ever wrong with him. Like the most he's had through all of this COVID craziness was some runny nose. Uh, like he's None of the kids have had it. None of them have been sick. It's it's fine i think mean, uh, my wife hasn't had it <laughs> like this is some horrible devastating disease you know so it's just insane that now they're going to they're going to cover up the damage that they've done to these kids and the way they have stymied learning and growth and development while also mentally and emotionally damaging these kids with masks and social distancing and all the crazy bullshit. It it should be infuriating to anybody who's paying any level of attention to it. I mean, I really, really hope that some things with our situation change and we can pull these kids out of school and, and homeschool next year because I think it would be infinitely better for them in the long run. And I just don't want to support these schools anymore. This public, you know, governmental indoctrination centers. I want out. I, I want to opt out of everything that the government does. And I'll be it for the day. Uh, if I keep going, I'm going to end up going for like an hour and a half just ranting about... Uh, Personal choice and consent and I just I've got shit to do today. I don't have I don't have an hour and a half to rant on all that stuff. Maybe that'll be Wednesday's episode. Actually Evan Johnson will be back with me on Tuesday. We're gonna have a conversation, record that. So that'll be Wednesday's episode. So if you've enjoyed the the stuff previously with Evan. Be sure to tune in on Wednesday for that. And in the meantime, I hope everybody has a good rest of your day. And I will catch you later.